This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. Here's your daily industry news briefing for today, April 18th. First, Kansas paid managed care organizations $193 million for idle home and community-based service program beneficiaries, Medicaid Inspector General reported April 13th. The Inspector General's audit covered services delivered to Medicaid enrollees in home and community-based service programs from January 2018 through April 2021. During that time, there were 2,854 beneficiaries who did not have program claims filed for a year or more. The Inspector General said the Kansas Department of Health and Environment lacks the effective system to track program beneficiaries. Individuals on waiver programs must use a service at least once a month to remain eligible. The lack of use should have been identified by program managers and the managed care organizations, which would have triggered efforts to have the lapsed users removed. The state's Medicaid system, CanCare, is privatized. The state contracts with three companies to deliver $3.9 billion in services annually. CanCare serves more than 440,000 state residents. Two, an Idaho woman and her spouse filed a lawsuit against Anthem April 13th for allegedly violating the Employee Retirement Income Security Act by improperly processing their medical claims. The plaintiff, Martha Henderson, is a medically disabled participant in beneficiary of a group medical plan offered through her employer, Chevron Corp. Perry Merkel is Ms. Henderson's husband and receives indirect benefits from the group policy. Ms. Henderson has been considered an inactive employee since 2010 because of a medical disability, but receives long-term disability under the Chevron plan. Ms. Henderson also receives Medicare benefits. Anthem has been the claims administrator for the Chevron plan since 2017. In 2018, the lawsuit claims the payer's arbitrary and opaque claims administration procedures began to interfere with Ms. Henderson's ongoing and medically necessary treatment. In 2019, Anthem removed Mr. Merkel from the Chevron plan. Following months of communications and negotiations, Mr. Merkel was added back on, but the payer began applying arbitrary and conspicuous administration standards to Merkel's medically necessary care as well, according to the report. Anthem is also accused of misclarifying the plaintiff's in-network providers as out-of-network, leading to higher deductibles. In 2020, the plaintiffs filed a claim with the U.S. Department of Labor Employee Benefits Security Administration, which issued four demand letters to Anthem. The letters identify dozens of claims that have been processed incorrectly on behalf of Henderson. Anthem responded to the letters and reversed its decision on some of the prior claims, but not all. The plaintiffs are now seeking all plan documents and claim file materials, a daily $100 payment for both plaintiffs starting April 29, 2021, until all mentioned materials are produced, reprocessing of the out-of-network claims as in-network, declaratory and injunctive relief regarding proper coding of in-network providers, pre- and post-judgment interest, and litigation fees. Three, the Centene Board accepted the resignation letter of Leslie Norwalk April 15th. The board said it appreciated Mr. Norwalk's contributions to her company and her service, according to a company's release. Ms. Norwalk was appointed to the board in January. She previously served on the board of Magellan Health, which Centene acquired in January 4th. And four, arbiters will need to consider more than the insurer's median in-network rates for billed items when deciding surprise billing disputes, according to CMS and its updated guidance this past week. CMS said in addition to the median in-network rate, providers can submit other items for the arbiter to consider, including one, a level of training, experience, and quality 
and outcomes measures of providers or facilities. Second, the regional market share held by a provider or facility. Third, the acuity of the patient, member, or enrollee receiving the services or complexity of the service. Fourth, teaching status, case mix, and scope of services the facility or provider offers. And fifth, demonstration of good faith efforts or lack of efforts to enter into the network contract agreements with one another. The guidance dated April 12th also clarifies that arbiters are not responsible for deciding if median and in-network rates are accurate. The updated guidance comes after a federal judge ruled February 23rd that the independent dispute resolution process implemented by HHS violated the Administrative Procedure Act. The Texas Medical Association sued the Biden administration in October 2021 over the surprise billing resolution process, claiming it did not meet Congress's vision for the bill. Providers took issue with the portion of the process outlined in the initial surprise billing rule that assumes the qualifying payment amount the median in-network rate set by health insurers is the appropriate amount of out-of-network rate. If you would like the latest in payer and healthcare industry news delivered to your inbox every afternoon, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter through our website at www.beckerspayer.com.